All right, welcome in. We got another episode for you of the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. It's week one, baby. I'm your host, Seth Woolcock, joined by my co-host, as always, Thomas Kuda. Tom, what's up, man? It's week one. How you feeling? I am feeling amazing. Football is coming back. I cannot express how happy I am to see some live games be played finally. <laughs> I feel like it's been forever and a day. This year has been the worst. <laughs> so I am so excited. <laughs> it does feel like it's kind of been forever, uh, but it also feel like it kind of feels like the summer kind of went in the blink of an eye. I know we were pretty busy getting everything set up with uh, in between media and the podcast and kind of getting things ready in motion for this regular season to come back. But I feel like, man, summer just went in the blink of an eye, and now I'm waking up. It's week one. I'm ready to go, baby. Yeah, me too, man. It's This is going to be <laughs> amazing. It's going to be weird. Who knows what's going to happen, but all of it's going to be great. Absolutely. So uh, this week on the show, we're going to be talking about week one. We have some new segments for the show. We're super excited to roll out for you the sure thing, sleepers of the week and uh, matchup management. It's going to be a fun show. We're going to round it out with some weekly advice to get you through your, through your week one. Uh, as always, you can find myself on Twitter at between underscore Seth FF. You can find my boy Tom on there as well at Thomas Kuda. You can find the show, everything we got going on at the site on Twitter as well at IBT underscore media. Uh, we got some week one columns coming your way. We're going to release a schedule of our regular content coming out this podcast you can find it every wednesday during the regular season we're going to be here getting you through your week with some good vibes some good advice and uh, we're going to get you through that uh just remember you can subscribe to the podcast leave us review we're on itunes google podcast stitcher spotify TuneIn, blueberry and deezer tom uh what do you think man you think we should just jump into this uh get the football rolling I, I, there's too much anticipation right now. I can't really take this anymore. I know. The people have been waiting, and we should give them what they want. They've been waiting a long time. It's 2020. Let's jump in, bring some, uh, bring that spirit of summer back into the show with the Sure Things Sleeper of the Week. It's the Sure Things Sleepers of the Week. So for me, coming into week one, my sure thing sleeper of the week is going to be Chris Thompson. I know, I know, everyone says, what's wrong with you? But I really didn't plan on doing this until the Fournette news came out. And for me, this is Jacksonville's week one opener. They're at home. They are playing against the Colts. You know, this is going to be their first game without Fournette, and they need to prove that they can win without him. And Chris Thompson happens to be the most seasoned veteran on this team. He's a great pass catching back, and I don't see... I feel like the game script is definitely going to be against them, and I think they're going to have to throw a lot, and I think he's going to see a lot of benefit from this. Um, like, if I'm teetering on the edge of who to start in my last flex spot. He's honestly not like, he's definitely somebody I'm holding my breath to play, but 
as far as like a deep cut sleeper for this week, I am just really excited. Like there's part of me that just is waiting for him to pop off and do one of his crazy like two touchdown hundred yard catch right. games and just blow the fence open right out of the gate in week one. It's just such a juicy potential with this home opener. They got so much to prove now. Now that they've cut Fournette loose, I don't know. There's just there's so much that I like about this opportunity for him to prove himself again. I mean, it's week one. We know Jay Gruden, the former head coach of the Washington football team. He's now down there in Jacksonville. Uh, Chris Thompson was his guy for years up there in Washington. So I think it's going to be a lot of the same. I'm there with you, Tom. They're playing the Colts. And let's face it, Tom, this Jaguars defense is trash. Uh, Yannick Nagagi, however you want to pronounce his name, he was just traded uh, last week. And this week, just recently, they just traded their uh, their safety, Ronnie Harrison. They have no one out there on defense anymore. I think Gardner Minshew and DJ Chark are going to be playing from behind. I think that's going to open up things for Chris Thompson, the steady pass catcher. I think I think five, six receptions out, you know, out of the gate here in week one is not off the table. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're going to be throwing, you know, it, it's going to be air, aired out, lots of garbage time, which is just, it's perfect. <laughs> hey, man, that's that's a, that's a nice sure thing sleeper of the week you got there, Tom. Just give me those beach vibes all over again. I just need a little, uh, need a little bush latte in my hand. I'll be good to go. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> all right, so what do you got throwing at us in week one? All right, so mine's going to be a guy we haven't nearly talked enough about this offseason for as much as I like him, and that's Zach Moss. Uh, he's a third-round running back drafted by Buffalo this, this year. Uh, he's expected to be the goal line back, kind of like that Frank Gore last year. Hopefully he can actually get in the end zone, unlike the Infinity Stone holder that Gore is. Uh, he was trash <laughs> on the goal line last season, and uh, Zach Moss is a pretty good receiving back as well. Uh, the main reason, though, I'm liking him here in Week 1 is the Jets' secondary has been pretty bad over the last couple years. They traded Jamal Adams here recently, uh, the Pro Bowl safety. And right now, Buffalo has some burners. They got Stephon Diggs. They got Smokey Brown. So I actually like both of them maybe here as a start here in Week 1 as well. But I think they're going to get some deep passing interference calls in the end zone. I think Moss, uh, as long as... Long as they don't go with Josh Allen every time from the one like they did last season. I think that uh, Zach Moss, he's going to get in there for at least one or two touchdowns here in week one. Maybe have a reception or two out of the backfield. If you drafted him late in drafts, I think that's awesome. You could have a guy that you could play maybe these first couple weeks and then ship off while his value's high. If you're waiting on a rookie like DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, someone maybe who's injured like my guy Damian Harris, uh, I'm playing Zach Moss this week. I really like this pick. I think, I mean, it's Buffalo. They're in Buffalo playing the Jets. I mean, it's a good line for them. It's a good opportunity. Their defense is still solid. Mm -hmm. So they should hopefully be playing from ahead. And I think that that leaves a lot of opportunity for Zach Moss to be, like you said, are they going to use Josh Allen less at the one? I think, you know, week one and a matchup that's favorable for you at home there's no reason to risk Josh Allen right. at the one. Like, no reason to risk getting him hurt. Just dump it off to Zach Moss. Give him those free, you know, touchdowns from the one and the goal line work. And even if Singletary 
comes out and plays well and is the 1A to Zach Moss's 1B, if they're really far ahead, they're even going to want to let him rest a little. And that might mean more work for Zach Moss. I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of benefits to him, like playing him in week one. I'm kind of cold on Singletary. Same, just for the same. Sake of, yeah, like I'm just not sure what to expect there. And I'm not sure what to expect from Moss, but I think the game script favors Moss a little more. Because even if it is tight, like if it's a tight game, he'll get the goal line work still, right. it seems like. So I definitely kind of lean Moss being a pretty strong week one start. Yeah, and let's not forget that the only reason they were going to Josh Allen so much there on the goal line to rush in the ball was because Frank Gore was so atrocious. So I think that Moss, I think he's a play right now. He's sneaky, and I think in some DFS lineups, he's a cheap option who you could throw in for sure. Absolutely. Great pick. All right, and uh, let's get into our next segment. Uh, this is called Matchup Management. We're kind of should be talking about some people we're going to be starting, some people we're going to be benching this, this week. Some of these controversial guys maybe you're not really thinking of as a guaranteed starter sit every week. Let's jump in. Who you got? it gonna be all right so tom i think we should get the bad news out of the way how about it yeah absolutely we should just get that out right up front all right so i'm gonna bring up a guy you kind of mentioned earlier uh this week i am benching leonard fournette on our last podcast episode tom he was actually a member of the jacksonville jaguars uh he's gone to the nicer part of florida it seems like how about it (laughs) yeah i know now he's hanging out in tampa Oh, got himself out of Jacksonville. Drove a whole two hours. Dude, I oh man, like I feel like I feel like you can't get much better. Like I haven't been to Jacksonville yet, but I've I've you know talked to you and your wife, who you of course live in Florida, and it seems like not really a great place. And I've been to Tampa, and that place is beautiful. Tampa is a beautiful city. Listen, I'm I I don't want to disparage. You know, I'm not trying to get the hate tweets coming at me, but yeah, it's a little bit of an upgrade. <laughs> For sure. And he's playing with Tom Brady, he's going to be playing with Gronk, uh, some great weapons on the outside. It looks like he's going to be the 1B to Rojo. Keyshawn Vaughn is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> All those truthers have tucked <laughs> themselves far away from the scenes right now. But yeah, this week though, uh, while I think that Leonard Fournette, uh, he signed, obviously signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after being released by the Jaguars this week. I think he's going to be a flex play going forward to me. Uh, we'll see how they use him in the pass catching role. That's going to really depend on you know what his floor is. We know Tom Brady likes to dink and dunk to his running backs. We've seen that for years in New England with James White. But right now, I don't know. It's more of a wait and see for me right now. I mean, he has a talent. We know he had 265 carries last year, wasn't super efficient with it, but had over 1,100 yards, got 76 receptions last year somehow. Um, I think he'll get work, but I just can't trust him right now in week one. Uh, He's just going to get accustomed to this playbook. Uh, We know Bruce Arians came out this week. He said that Rojo was going to be the guy. And I just think against the Saints in what's going to look like maybe a shootout, uh, I, I just don't know if this is a exact recipe for success for Leonard Fournette, if he even suits up here in week one. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you know, new team, little time to adjust. Uh, you know, Brady's a huge personality to bring into a team. I, I trust Arians to 
build the offense around him. But you never know. I mean, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes right now because obviously they want everything to be hype and look good. But if Arians doesn't like the dink and dunk to the running back style, that could be why he kept two tight ends around. And we just don't know where the work's going to get cut, who's going to get play heavy. I think you're right in, you know, just keeping him on the bench. He's a known quantity, and you know he can play well, but it's just too risky. But but you like him season long, right, Tom? Season long, I think so. I, I don't think, I mean, I don't know. I don't care how much Arian says Rojo is this guy. <laughs> I don't think Rojo is the guy. Like, he's not going to be the 1A all season. No way. Like, once Fournette gets warmed up and used to the playbook, as long as he keeps his mouth in check and stuff, I, he'll, he'll blow Rojo out of the water. He'll be gone, like, week three, four. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Rojo's, I just, Rojo's looking good, man. Those calves are looking Saquon-like, I've been hearing. I don't know, man. I just can't. Like, from what we've seen from him, I just, you know, Fournette's done the thing. He's been, you know, like a bell cow for Jacksonville before. Right. He does get injured a lot, but... I don't know. I, I do think season long, Fournette will definitely be the 1A there. And I think he's a good investment for now. Well, Tom, you must have liked him as much as I do season long because, uh, interesting story, <laughs> woke up this morning. Tom and I, uh, we had just completed a, completed a super flex draft this league. Or we had just completed a super flex draft this week. And it's a lot of fun. It's with uh, some people from our old campus newspaper that we're friends with. So, we got together with them. We did that draft. Uh, Fournette got cut right after the draft, and we both put a waiver claim in. It's a $100 Fab League, and we both put in exactly $26 for him. <laughs> we both wanted him the exact same amount. Seth just beat me on the on the jump. He saw him drop just like that much sooner than I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw him drop, and I was like, oh, man, like, you know, I'm okay with 25% of my fab going to Leonard Fournette. When am I going to use it again on someone this high profile? But I was like, ah, I'll give it 26 just to be safe. I don't think anyone will throw out 26. And then lo and behold, old Tom (laughs) came in with uh, trying to steal. I would have been so mad if I woke up with Fournette. You left at 25. I know. I did that too. I was like, I'll put in 25. And then I was like, everyone's going to put in 25. So I'll put in 26. (laughs) Hey, that's the fun of Fab Leagues, though. Uh, definitely <laughs> definitely excited about that. Excited to have Leonard Fournette on that team. I'm actually pairing him with Rojo, weirdly enough. So that's kind of why I decided to go that extra one is because I had Rojo. Or you might have got him, Tom. But uh, I mean, it, it makes sense. You know, get yourself. You'll have the 1A either way now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tom, who you benching here in week one? So for me, this week, I uh, briefly mentioned him a little bit earlier when we were talking about Zach Moss, but I am benching uh, Devin Singletary. Um, I know it seems weird, especially for me, because like, I'm a pretty big fan of Devin Singletary. I, like, I went out and got him in my Dynasty League last year. Yeah, I, I, I think you. he's good. I just think I don't like what the front office says about where they drafted Zach Moss and stuff and like what's been happening in the training and everything. I don't know. I think there's a lot of opportunity for Singletary to blow his 1A status. I just don't trust right now with the way everything's shifting, especially because they're trying to solidify Josh Allen's, you know, uh, franchise QB status. They went out and got some wide receivers. And I just don't know what kind of adjustments they want to make here. I don't know what they're, game plan long term is so for me right now in the week one 
normally that's like a juicy matchup that I'd absolutely plug Singletary into, but I just don't think this is like a prove it game, a statement game. And if it is a statement game, it's a statement for Josh Allen throwing deep balls to Stefan Diggs. It's not going right. to be, let's make Devin Singletary have the ball 18 times. So I think for now, while they're going to be trying out new stuff, I'm just playing the wait and see game. Yeah, he, he's a guy for me who was honestly really off a lot of my draft boards this season. Uh, I, I, I've seen some people take him, you know, maybe they they waited on RBs, uh, needed a second RB or a third RB, and he fell a little bit to them, and that that's fine. But to me, he reminds me a lot like kind of Philip Lindsay last season. Uh, a great NFL player, you know, might be up there 800 to 1,000 yards this season, might see... Uh, 40 plus receptions but he's not going to get those valuable touches inside the 20 and I think that's what really scares me about Devin Singletary this year that is that he's not going to have that and yeah so I, I agree with you here Tom I think Zach Moss is the play uh, hopefully you drafted him a good five six rounds later than Singletary and if and if you do have Singletary and need to roll him out I think we'll get you you know six plus points but I just can't say it's going to be double digits I, I agree with you Tom I'm not starting Devin Singletary this week yeah definitely it's just it like I I traded for him counting on there not being a Zach Moss like counting on right them losing Frank Gore at the end of this year him getting first down second down and even third down work where he gets a chance to prove that he can you know catch and run and everything but I think Zach Moss just changes that whole equation yeah, I think a lot of the usage and you know who takes a majority of, of those snaps are, is going to come down to pass protection. And Devin Singletary, he's he's a great pass catcher. I don't know where he is right now on the status of a pass protector. Zach Moss, I know he came in very sought after because of that pass protection. So uh, I guess you know again, it's a wait and see. Uh, but yeah, I'm firing up Moss, benching Devin Singletary this week. I like it. Agreed. And Tom, you wanna you wanna keep us rolling here with your start of the week? Yes, absolutely. So my start of the week is going to be Brandon Cooks. Now, for me, this is weird. I've never been like a Brandon Cooks truther. I know a lot of people have. Um, I mean, there's certainly you know he's had four consecutive seasons of a thousand yards. Not last year, but like you know before that he before he kind of got lost in the shuffle in the Rams. He. Mm-hmm. Plays really well. I just I think that there's just so much like the stars have aligned here. Deshaun Watson leaves the Texans. Brandon Cooks oh. is now the guy there. DeAndre For, Hopkins. Know, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm sorry. Yes, I got a little ahead of myself. Deshaun Watson is going to be throwing to him now, and he's like the one A mm-hmm. on this team. Like, not even a one A. He's just the number one. Like I I don't think Will Fuller is gonna. Everyone is up. hyping up Will Fuller right now in the community. People are going after him like he is gold right now. Like he, I feel like the consensus in the community is like like it's almost split. I feel like it's a sixty forty split. Like there's like sixty percent of us who think that Will Fuller is going to be the guy, and then you're probably maybe on the other side that think Brandon Cooks, if he stays healthy, is going to be the guy. I'm the guy. Like I'm more in the Randall Cobb camp, kind of out in the out in the cornfield there. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I mean it, it's definitely an interesting thought here. Do you like this Thursday night football game against the Chiefs? Prime time, NFL's back. Oh, it's just such a, what a what a way to show off like your new like 
star to star connection. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like they want Brandon Cooks to get the play. Like they went out to get him for this reason. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, you can say all you want about Will Fuller, and we can talk about him, you know, later. But Will Fuller does not have four thousand yard seasons right under his belt. Uh, Brandon Cooks does. That's some. That is pedigree. Like I, even if it's not the most impressive thousand yard seasons that have ever existed. It's good. It With different solid. quarterbacks, too. That's With the impressive part. Yeah, exactly. You're totally right. And now he's got, you know, the Sean Watson throwing him the ball. It And it's against Kansas City at Kansas City. So they're going to be playing from behind. This is going right. to be, you know, they're going to be airing it out all game. And I just think that this is like one of those times where the matchup makes me look at the projected score and automatically add three, four, or five extra points and just... Be like, yes, this is who I want in my week ones. Like, if I'm going to take a chance, shoot for the ceiling, get that week one win, you know, this is the kind of matchup that I'm looking for. A lot of glory, a lot of airing it out. It's going to feel really good if you do start either Brandon Cooks or Will Fuller here in week one. Football's back Thursday, and he they come out and just sling, and they just dominate. Uh, but it'll also be real shitty if they don't. So I'm gonna I know, I know. <laughs> but you know all the hype is going to be like every time you look at an ad for this Thursday night game, it's going to be a picture of Pat Mahomes, <laughs> Deshaun Watson, and you know that's the whole promo material. Right, the two of them facing off. I I I'm I'm still going to stay packed in my my Randall Cobb camp. We're going to be out there chilling. Uh, I'm going to wait and see how week one plays out. Uh, I do like this Chiefs secondary a little more. You know, I, Tyron Matthew doesn't really get the respect he deserves, I feel like, as a safety out there. But, I mean, they played good in the Super Bowl. But, yeah, this is going to be a lot of airing out. And I think there's going to be a lot of junk time because I don't think the Texans can stop the Chiefs. So, I, I would think by at least four quarters, Brandon Cooks is going to end up in the double digits of fantasy points and maybe go off. I think you make a very fair point there, Tom, even though I'm not a, well, a believer. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then who are you firing up, ready to roll this week? Uh, as much as this pains me to say, man, I'm going carry on Johnson against the Bears <laughs> on Sunday. This, uh, you know, you know, Tom, as much as a lot of people who listen to the show, I, I've been a deandre swift fan since he got to the lions i thought he was going to be the clear 1a here in this situation uh turns out he's been banged up all off season uh got to camp you know late due to these injuries and carry on looks like the guy heading into week one uh if you drafted him late uh, i actually I'm, I'm i think it's uh actually is the same league we were talking about earlier that pen league i drafted carry on johnson uh pretty late after drafting DeAndre Swift, it might be a different league. I'm not really sure. I have so many leagues right now. I can't keep them straight. But uh, I, you know, he's a guy. If you if you drafted DeAndre Swift early, uh, you know that sixth, seventh round, which I was happy he fell into because of these injuries, and you got on Johnson, maybe that tenth, twelfth range. Uh, you're you should be firing on Johnson up this week, regardless of where you got him in these drafts. Uh, he's going to be the guy. I think that. Detroit's going to come out this year, and I, I've i honestly been a big guy. I think Detroit's going to shock a lot of teams. I think they have good personnel, and I think they're going to be a good team. Uh, the Bears, they've lost some talent up front due to opt-outs, due to some uh, free agents leaving this summer. So I don't think the run defense is nearly what it was. They weren't great against the RB last season either. And, yeah, I, I just think on Johnson, he's going to come in, and I think he's going to He's going to provide serviceable double-digit fantasy points right now. I think he's that flex that you can kind of sneak in 
in a, a two flex league and a super flex league, maybe in a deeper league here. Uh, it's not a sexy name. It's not a sexy pick, but uh, carry on Johnson. I'm back, baby. I think my only hesitation here comes in the form of two words. Those are Khalil Mack. Right. <laughs> That's my, I mean, you're right. They did lose, you know, I mean, Khalil Mack cannot play the game entirely by himself and they did lose some upfront, you know, coverage and everything. I do worry, though, you know, just for the sake of Khalil Mack being the un- inhuman player that he is, that he might, you know, gobble him up at the line a lot. But if DeAndre Swift isn't playing, Carrion Johnson's going to get all the run and all the pass work. And that could be really good. If DeAndre Swift doesn't play, man, that I think that boosts Carrion a lot. I think even maybe in some DFS leagues, you throw Bo Scarborough in there as well. Um but yeah, yeah, I think either way, I think I'm starting carry on this week. I think it's just it's it's a solid matchup. It's not great. It's not he's not gonna be a, a weak winner. I'm not telling you that. But if you need a guy to throw in there, you have some high upside people otherwhere, I think he's safe to get you a solid floor this week against the division rival Chicago Bears here on Sunday football at one o'clock PM in Detroit, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I agree that he could definitely Put up a good floor for you and just trying to show like some potential for like him to do really well we have no idea what the chicago offense is going to look like like they could come out there and just completely fall apart we don't like, even know who the quarterback is as of yeah. now it doesn't matter how good khalil mack plays if there's no offense on the other side he'll tire and they'll right. just run carrying johnson down their throat so <laughs> you are i can definitely see where you know, like he does provide a solid floor, like where you mm-hmm. you're you're gonna know that just from the sheer amount of volume he's gonna get run wise in week one, you know he'll he'll net you that safe play, and then there is the icing on the cake of Detroit could just come out here new, improved, better every year, right. and then just run them right down. <laughs> and my final my final piece of advice on this, if I am right about this, and Carry On has a serviceable week or two. And I would try to trade him eventually. I, I, I do like him, but I, I like Swift a lot more. I think once Swift gets up to speed, he is the better back here. But just something to keep in mind here as we roll through the week. And uh, Tom, what do you say we round out the show with a little bit of weekly advice? Sounds good to me. All right, let's get into it, man. Weekly advice. All right, Tom. So, what kind of advice? Fan, you got any fantasy-related advice for our listeners here as we approach Week One? It's a very high anxiety time. Uh, there's so much, so much hype built up for this week and this weekend coming up. Uh, what can you say to our listeners? Kind of put them at ease a little bit. Um, I think the one thing that always gets to me is like, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people I love, you know, getting sucked into all the hype and just like getting lost in all the, in, in the craziness that is like the, those last few weeks running up to the first game and everything. And I think for me, it's always good to after week one, after those games are done, win, lose, however it comes out, I always just take a step back and remember that, you know, it is only week one. That is not the setup for the entire season. I mean, just take a look at, like, just for, like, a throwout match. There's uh, New England is playing against Miami. Those games 
are always weird. You know, anything could happen mm-hmm. there. Like we've seen New England lose some of the weirdest games to Miami, just of all time. Back to that so, crazy like flea flicker Kenyon Drake touchdown a couple years back. Yeah, it's just like the weirdest stuff ever. And Week One always attracts just like the extra weird. And I just want people to stop thinking that they're gonna have a garbage season because one day, one week went right. bad. And like, don't get too cocky because you want a, a week one where, you know, maybe a game that was supposed to be a tight lock ended up being a blowout for right. some odd reason. It basically just, I just don't want people to extrapolate too much out of their first weeks. Like, enjoy the mm-hmm. hype, get mm-hmm. sucked into it. Just love watching some people play football this, like, in week one, mm-hmm. but do not take too much from it as far as like f- you as a fantasy manager. Just enjoy the ride as a football fan. Fantasy manager panicking really doesn't kick into like week three or four. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I like that, Tom. Definitely save the panic. Uh, I think that goes, you know, kind of good into into my advice. And you know, it, it's a little bit of kind of almost the opposite of what I'm talking about here. Uh, when week one comes, something, and this is more of a season long advice rather than uh, rather than something specifically for week one, but. Uh, I would advise taking notes somehow. Like, I, I know, like you said, I want to enjoy the game. I want to be active and present for those games. But, you know, and, and obviously, like, don't write down if Will Fuller comes out on Thursday night and has a 90-yard touchdown. That's not useful. But, like, like last year, I remember, like, early on in the season watching someone like A.J. Brown. And I was like, wow, this guy might not be great now, but, like, the way he's ripping off these big chunk plays, the way he's, like, dominating defenders – in open space. Those are things, little things in the back of my mind I kind of put out there. I saw Raheem Mostert earlier in the season as well, and I was like, wow, this guy's a dog. Like, if he gets a chance, he's a dog. And So just take those notes. If they're mental, that's fine. If you want to put them on your notes uh, app in your phone, that's great too. Uh, piece of paper, go the old-fashioned way. Uh, write me a letter. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to do. But I do think taking notes is is valuable, and it's if you're really serious about this, and if you're serious about maybe getting into this industry too, I, I would advise maybe taking notes. And you know, you might look back a couple months from now and and realize maybe you had a breakout player uh, on there week one talking about some different things he was doing well, or maybe maybe it's useless, and maybe you could say, "Wow, I thought this dude was going to be great," and then he just turns into be like the next Kalen Balaj or something. Yeah, I actually, I think that's some great advice because there's definitely lots of moments, especially with how many replays you get to watch in a game. Right. Where, you know, the first time you're all in it, you're excited. Yeah, you know, long bomb, touchdown, whatever. But when they go to show the replays, that's like a chance to just kind of watch how the play unfolded. Like you can see, like you said, you can, sometimes you can really glean a lot from what your, what your eyes are, the eye test, you know, like you can just watch and see what it is that certain players are doing on the field. And sometimes that really does you know, show an adjustment in play style or, mm-hmm. you know, like, especially for the rookies, you can see, are they adjusted? Do they still look nervous? Like what kind of playing like level are they exuding or, or you know what I mean? Like exhibiting mm-hmm. for you for this game. So yeah, I actually think that's really good. And especially cause you know, you can take your notes and then rewatch games or go back and watch like little clips and see if you were right, you know, like it, for your studying later on, it can definitely help give you a good baseline for what you want to be looking for yeah there's definitely there's definitely a good balance uh between what i'm you know saying with the notes and and what you're saying as well as you know kind of being there and not 
buying too much into the you know week one. Week ones are always wild. This week it's or this season's gonna be even wilder because of COVID and you know no fans and all the unpredictability that's going to bring. So just enjoy it, but also you know keep keep making keep making those fantasy analysis as we go down the road here. Yeah, bust out your conspiracy board after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Tom, so uh, what other piece of advice do you have for our listeners here to round out the show? All right, so for this week, I think my life advice is uh, a bit personal. I recently became unemployed, um, so we'll just chalk it up to COVID, taking an L from that. Uh, But I think it's been, you know, a bit of a soul-searching moment for me. I know as it was for you, too, when you got furloughed earlier this year, so... I think my advice mostly is just sometimes when you take a big L, it's, you know, it's worth it to not beat yourself up for it or to not like to just take a minute, slow down and remember that this is an opportunity to like readjust. You know, maybe there's something that you weren't super happy about at your last job and maybe you can fix it going forward, which is what I'm trying to do now. And I I actually feel pretty good. You know, it's it's been a weird adjustment, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the advice here from like what I've been experiencing these last few weeks is mostly just to try to, you know, take the L, find the positives and, you know, turn it into a, a W moving forward. Yeah, man, that's that's such a powerful piece of advice. Thank you for that. I mean, that's something I've always tried to live my life by. I mean, life's going to throw you curveballs, man, and you just have to just have to keep swinging. I mean, you're not going to hit everyone. You're not going to hit a home run every single time you're up to bat, but you know, I believe that if you want something bad enough and if you just keep working your ass off, you can get there. And Tom, I, I know you're that type of person, man, so I know you'll get there. And yeah, just, I, I like that, man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, what uh, what advice do you have for us this week? Yeah, so uh, my, my weirdly enough, I, I, didn't, I haven't even seen your notes for the show today. So uh, mine's, <laughs> mine's actually about, uh, even in this time of COVID, even in this time of you know, Tom, you're going through some uncertainty uh, right now in your life. This whole summer has been super uncertain with me. Uh, I, like Tom, I lost my job earlier in the summer to COVID. Um, I just recently uh, accepted a new position at Penn State here uh, working in higher education, which has always kind of been a dream of mine. Um, but the the main message of the story here, you know, as we were talking earlier with Tom, is don't give up. Don't give up on yourself if you want something bad enough, you can get it. Uh, but right now, like for me, fall has always been this time of year. The autumn season always has always been this time of year that really just, I don't know, there's a buzz in the air right now. Uh, football season is back. I'm hyped up. You're hyped up. It's football time, Tom. I'm jacked up about it. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, but like, this time of year, too, like, I'm back on a college campus, well, off a college campus, but near a college campus for the first time, you know, in a, in a little while, and I just feel like there's always kind of this nice feeling in the area. Of course, everyone's masking up, and things are a little different now, uh, and things are going to be different in our society moving forward for the foreseeable future right now, but let's try to live in the now. Uh, you know, great times are here for the making, y- you know. Take the opportunities that you have. We're adjusting uh, our lives, especially as we kind of come into this, what what was now a, or used to be a super busy time of the year with kids' sports and youth sports and high school sports and collegiate sports and, you know, all those fun things that come with it. 
even though some of those things have gone by the wayside for right now, let's continue to live in the now. Let's continue to be present in our everyday day lives. And let's continue to have a great time every single day. That is some wonderful advice. And I'm so happy that you got yourself, you know, this gig at Penn State. Honestly, it's just, it's amazing to see, you know, like we're two months off of like a similar cycle right now. Right, right. So like, it's cool that like, I, I mean, it's not quite I lost my job, but like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, like almost right. immediately afterward, because you got this Penn State gig, things are looking up for you, you know, you're back around things you love, football's starting up, like it's just, you know, life's weird, and sometimes it's nice to see, you know, those consistent good patterns for, you know, when you're putting in the work and turning out those opportunities and everything. Yeah, and and honestly, again, it's like such a bittersweet thing because. You know, COVID's been awful for our, our country, everyone who's lost their lives and loved ones and, you know, really changed so much about everything. But, you know, without this, like, because I got furloughed from my job, I was able to really dive in and create the in-between and, you know, develop it out. I had had plans, you know, to do this one day, but I never actually had the time. So to do that, and I got to spend so much time with loved ones over over this summer that I had never gotten to spend uh, because, you know, everyone's working normally. So, definitely find those silver linings and we're going to be here all year. We're going to be here every week. We're going to continue to bring the best content we can. We're going to put our own unique spin on everything because believe it or not, fantasy football is just like life. And that's what we're going to continue to bring to you every single week. Tom, it's been awesome, my man. Uh, I wish you luck in everything. I know you and uh, Alexandria down there in Florida are going to keep, keep spirits high. You guys are going to make out okay in this. And, uh, I'm excited to see you guys when all this is over with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For now, we just keep the party moving. Football is coming back. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's back, baby. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> all right, man. Well, hey, thank you again, Tom. Uh, keep it real, brother. We'll talk soon, bud. Absolutely. All right, and li- listeners out there, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. Keep it in between and enjoy week one, baby. Let's go. Thank you.